your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. But you know what they say, Kanye. Slow motion better than no motion. I walked in the crib, got two kids and my baby mama lay. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. So I had to dig what I had to dig, cause I had to give. Uh-oh, All righty, listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm getting my money right. A whole lot of people in camp getting their money right as well. Man, were y'all listening to that show before I came on? Lionel Dalton is just off the chain with the shows he got going on now. Hey, that was little Kanye before I came on, little Kanye. That wasn't gold digging. But I believe there was somebody on the show. Uh, he, she didn't say that the brother was a gold digger. She said the brother might have been, hey, Kanye said he ain't looking for no broke, broke. Well, he, he was broke, but she said he was breaking off, and it was and he was broke when he left. <laughs> and that was, man, that was wild. But that's what you get here. You, you get the perspective of, of NFL players, current and former, professional athletes who just going to share their lives with you, their lifestyle, the activities in their life, what they're exposed to, what people perceive and think about them. And then you're going to have some people that support them, maybe as friends, as as loved ones, as fans. They're going to give it to you from their perspective. So it, we're just going to keep it real. Of course, keeping it real is, is Jairus McIntyre. You know, Jairus was on early and he, he was keeping it real. And, and I appreciate that because he had one of his former teammates on it that gave you a perspective about you know, Plax, you know, and Plax is locked down right now doing time. But he gave you a perspective. He said, listen, you know, Plax ain't that person that everybody thinks he is. He said Plax goes is, is a good person, a good man. So it, it's just ironic that I, I would end up talking about Plaxico at the, at the time of which my dear friend and a friend to all of you who listen to this show would, would join us. And that's Kelvin Fisher, who, of course, is a scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers out there. You know, getting his his groove on, evaluating talent, trying to get his team back to where you know everybody likes to see them, where they seem to have have a, a man. I guess they they own the real estate in the Super Bowls because they got more rings than anybody else. Fish, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Ray. Just sitting out here at practice right now. You're gonna hear a little noise. I got a helicopter flying over, and well, uh, they actually throwing a team band team period right now. Well, listen, man, that's okay because this is live. You know, we've done this once before, and uh, reception was a little bad, but uh, I think we got a better uh, we got a better connection this time, Vish. So this is this is a this is a new training camp. This is this is not the training camp before, where of course you guys had come off of a Super Bowl. Uh, this is a new training camp. You know, I know as I've told people before with the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's all about reloading and not rebuilding and now that you've been there for a few weeks how was the process of of, of reloading how is it working out so far it, it, you know what it looks good it looks good i mean um we got some young guys that we drafted that's stepping up and we got um we got um the veterans stepping up i mean actually it, you know the camp has been going really well for us um the team looked good you know it's all about Ray. You know how it is when it, when that when that first game of September the twelfth or September thirteenth, that's when it all matters. But right now, I feel like the team looks good enough um, that we won't have a chance. 
And that, you know, and I, I'm glad to hear you say that because, you know, you feel like you guys are going to have a chance because at this time of the year, everybody starts off the same. Everybody's undefeated. Everybody goes into camp. And, but some people are more realistic than others about what chances their team has based upon what they see. And I know you guys are faced with a, a couple situations there, particularly at the quarterback position. Before you came on, Fish, we were talking about a receiver that a few years ago was with the team and is no longer there. You guys lost another uh, receiver. When you say it looks good, is that based upon what you see there or is it based upon what you think you guys have to do to get into the playoffs and how you're going to match up with other teams? I, I think I, I'm, I'm basing it on what I see here. Um, and, and, and it, you know, the receiver core stepped up tremendously. I mean, you know, we added Randall We drafted two, uh, two guys, one in the third round, one in the sixth round. Two young guys look really well. Actually, the quarterback's looking really, really, really good. Um, I mean, Ben looks good. Leftwich looks good. Dennis Dixon looks good. So, I mean, I, I don't worry about that, that situation that we lost Antonio as much as I thought I would. And I'm not really worried as much because I know Ben had that four-game suspension. Because these guys look really – these quarterbacks look good and these receivers look good. So, you're about to hear the crowd go crazy a little bit. Well, that's okay. That's a, you know I, I'm used. To, I'm used to it. You know that's how it is up there with the with the terrible towel fans. They always go crazy. I've experienced that a few times in my life. Fish. You know you mentioned Randall L. I mean, what is it in in the DNA and the genes? You know you got T.O. who's coming. You know coming back. You know left Buffalo's at another team. He seems to be rejuvenated. I mean, what is it about the older receivers? Are you know you're looking for a faster, quicker game, but the older guys are taking care of their bodies. Is is it just the the professionalism that they take pride? In themselves? I, I, I really do believe that. I really believe that it's the professionalism. I mean, I think these guys, um, they train really well. They take care of their body, and, 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 they, and, and they just work at, at their craft, you know. I mean, obviously, guys, are, you know, they're going to find out they're not as fast as they used to be. So they work on their craft on how to get open other, uh, uh, other ways. And, and I think that's, that's what helps these older veterans. Now, I, I heard you uh, mention about them, them working on their craft other ways. There was a young man that just went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this weekend. I, I think, you know, Jerry Rice, I had to, I was taking an awe. I had forgot the stats that Jerry had put together, you know, but there's no doubt in my mind. If there's anybody who's out there looking for, uh, you and I have talked about it before, a blueprint, a roadmap as to how to be a professional, I think Jerry certainly has put it out there for any of those wide receivers. I don't think with the exception of what they've said about T.O. being in the locker room, uh, that T.O. is doing a bad job of showing anybody how to extend their career as well. So now you got Randall L. doing that. Now let me ask you something. As a wide receiver, you know, they talk about possession receivers. In your opinion, has Randall L. now become what would be considered a, pos- uh, a possessive receiver? I always think a possessive receiver is a guy that catches the ball so we can maintain possession. But what type of receiver has Randall L. become now? I mean, I, I didn't see Randall L. go deep during training camp. But he still has this quickness. And I mean, I always thought that L. was one of those guys who can catch the ball and, and get you them, them yaks, them yards after catch. And yes. I think that uh, – I think that's bigger for me. I mean, I don't know how the organization feels, but that's bigger for me than anything because we got a, we got two guys, uh, one of these young guys, and we got Mike Wallace that can burn, and Randall Ellis, that guy that can catch and get you the extra yards, and then you know you got Hines Ward who's going to always get you first down when you need him. And I think I've seen Hines on the sideline a little bit there. Is Hines taking that veteran move and taking a couple of days off, or, or, or how's yeah, he doing taking, it? He's he been taking a couple of days off, but he just made a great catch on this post, on this uh, corner route, man. 
and he was down about 30 yards down the field when he caught it. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, listen, let, let, let me ask you this, Fish. You guys, are, you're, you're there. Uh, you got, you know, the preseason ahead of you. Uh, obviously, there had to be some questions about Ben. I, I heard the reports that when he came in, he was a little concerned about how he's going to be received by his fans. Uh, how's Ben feeling now, and how's Man, the team accepting Ben? I'll tell you this. They love him. They're loud. They love him. He's signing autographs. The fans are yelling for him. When he makes a good play, they're yelling. They love him. So all the other stuff is out of the wind, out the window now, and it's all about football. And I think, man, I think that um, that's one of the things that he talked about. You know, on one of his, I saw one of his interviews on uh, on the news channel, and that was one of the things he talked about. Is like, hey, I just want to get back to playing football and get back to doing the fun. And, and the fans, everyone here, they they, they embrace him. Well, I, I'll tell you one thing for sure. You know, any athlete that plays a sport, you know, he's all, that's his comfort zone. You can take him any place and he'd be like a fish out of water. But you put him back inside his locker room amongst his teammates, and that's where he's going to be comfortable at. What I would be concerned about is we always talk about in sports, we talk about chemistry. What's going to happen? I mean, you guys don't want to look too far down the road, but what happens if when Ben comes back, whether it's after the fourth game or after the sixth game, and, and you guys are, are 4-0 or 6-0? and You know, you got great chemistry. Man, I'm sure that's, that, that's something you like to, you know, hope, hope and pray that that would be the case, and you don't want to look too far ahead. But I, I think it's something that goes through your mind, just you personally, not necessarily the staff. How do you think something like that might play out? I, I think, man, honestly, I think the chemistry is going to be there. I, I don't think we're going to change much of anything. And he's having a great camp, so I think the chemistry is going to flow right off of this camp. You know, he, he gets to play in the preseason games, and then he gets when, when he comes back, I believe we have a bye that week because we only got the four-game suspension. So I think that uh, once, once he comes back, you know, he got a whole week to get get that get 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 the chemistry back with the team and, and get back in the timing. So I think we're going to be fine. So I, so I think I hear what you're saying. Again, it's not necessarily uh, what the what the administrative staff has made a decision, but that that's Ben's job. It's not like he lost the job because uh, he was beat out. Uh, it was it's a disciplinary action, and and that's Ben's job. So when he comes back from the suspension, he'll fall right into to the starting lineup. Oh yeah, no question, no question. I mean, you know, this is the this is the dude who won two Super Bowls. I mean, he's not gonna lose his job, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I and I, I kind of know what you mean by that because you know what happens is a lot of times. What athletes are always looking for is we're looking for that opportunity. You, you, you want to earn that opportunity, but sometimes when a player gets hurt and you get a chance to step in, then you get a starting position and you want to hold on to that and you almost want to look at the staff as if you need to be looking someplace else because I got this. You might want to right. put that player someplace else. But the quarterback position is not necessarily one of those positions that that happens with. I could see if the quarterback that had taken over for Ben would be a, a younger quarterback than he then perhaps maybe that like a, a joe montana steve young kind of thing that might happen but when he's the 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 youngest of the group i don't think he stands a chance with the exception of dixon that he stands a chance losing the job and i, I don't think right. that's going to happen I, so i agree with you on that one but listen we got about two minutes before we go to break fish hey this is the Pittsburgh steelers now with the exception of the nfc east the Pittsburgh Steelers is still known as kind of black and blue. Ben has bought a lot of passing, kind of changed the, the personality of that team. Now you guys are kind of perceived on occasion as a passing team, but you're known for your running game. What's the running game looking like? 
I mean, the running game looks good. You know, we got we got Mendenhall. He's looking he's looking good. We got some we got uh, three other backs that's really showing up. The young guy that we drafted from Georgia Tech is really uh, coming around now, and he he looks good. Um, I think you know we got we got the backs to have a running game. That's not one of our questions. We're not worried about that. I mean, it's just it's not us doing it. You know, and 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 it's it's a thing where you know Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, they've always been a team that's been run first and pass if we have to. But then you guys start passing because I mean, you got a great quarterback in Ben, like you said, two Super Bowl rings already, and and you've always had a, a damn good a, a great core receivers. You know, so uh, is it is it run first still and then pass when we have to, or is it a little bit of both? I don't know. We'll see when we'll see when the when the season kicks in. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but I know we got weapons to do both. Okay, Fisher, we got that music, man. We got to take a break. Why don't you hold on for me if you can and go to the second session? If not, I understand. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and Fish is in Pittsburgh with the Pittsburgh Steelers at their training camp. We'll be right back after this message. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports
All right, you're back. I'm back. You're listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I just got a report directly from the Pittsburgh Steelers training camp uh, by the way of uh, Kelvin Fisher. And Fisher, of course, is a scout with the Steelers and just doing an excellent job there with the team as a part of that staff, uh, scouting across the country, uh, bringing in the kind of personnel they need to get them back to the game of which they own. Uh, the Super Bowl, and so I want to thank him for that. Uh, I guess I, um, you know, many people were like, what the heck are you doing reporting about the Steelers, you know, when you play for the Browns? But, you know, this is this is about the National Football League. It's this fraternity, and I'm talking a little bit about that. Uh, as a matter of fact, that one of my friends and his wife out there on Facebook, you know, with a, with a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey on, man, you better handle that, get that jersey on, put that Browns jersey on. <laughs> but anyway, uh, shout out. To my brother Roy, it's his birthday today, so I could do that. It's my show, Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. So I wanted to make sure I got that one in for my brother celebrating his birthday today. You know, we can do that. So let's let's talk a little bit about my man Revis holding out. Now he is the only veteran that I think is holding out that has a contract. Now I would side with this young man. The majority of the time, I would side with him, and I still am siding with him. In a sense that I believe that what needs to happen is they need to revisit his contract. And uh, I think last week when I had Chuck Clausen on, who, who was a, a former coach when I played ball with the Philadelphia Eagles, and, and we talked a little bit about Dick Vermeil. And Dick Vermeil was known to go to his players when indeed a player had outperformed his contract. And, and you look at it and you say, well, how does a player outperform his contract? Uh, you know, a player outperforms his contract when indeed he meets the majority, if not all, of the incentives that are in his contract. Now, here, here's what I want some people to follow me on this, because there was some conversation of which people had in the media about they were not happy with another person's contract, not Revis, but with T.O.'s contract. Because it was incentive laden. So therefore, they felt as if he would be more concerned about the incentives than he would be about winning. Now, I just wish that there would be some consistency with the people. And I'm going to call them the national media here within this country, because we, we worldwide right here on Voice America Sports. Wait, do you want the players to get the contracts and get the money up front? Or do you want the contract to be performance-based, which is incentives that they earn because of what they did on the field? It, it can't be both ways. I mean, the contract does give you a standard salary that you get one-sixteenth of it or one-seventeenth of it over the course of a season. And then you have some incentives. Now, everybody says that, man, you should earn it. Well, that's what an incentive is. You earn it, but you earn it. I mean, yeah, if you're a receiver, you got to catch the ball that a quarterback throws to you, and the offensive line has to block for him so he can throw, and the center has to snap it correctly so the quarterback can get it. So, yeah, everybody participates in it, but ultimately the ball is thrown in your direction, and you got to catch it. And if you catch the ball more times than anybody else, then you're probably going to get an incentive for that. You're going to get some additional money. Now, that's an incentive that's in your contract. If you catch the ball when it's thrown to you and you, you know, gain a thousand yards receiving. That's an incentive. Okay. 
And so I think what I hear people here is nitpicking with the fact that T.O. is going to be pissed off if the ball isn't thrown to him enough because he can't make the incentives in his contract, which means he won't get that additional money. Now, okay, come on. Come on. I mean, are you really stretching that far just to bash T.O.? There's not a receiver in the league that doesn't have incentives in his contract. And so what if it's heavily in, you know, incentivized in terms of, hey, if he does a whole lot of this and a whole lot of that and catches a lot of balls and, and scores touchdowns, and you know, T.O. wanted the ball before. He always wanted the ball. You see Chad, you know, in, in this little thing they have on television, uh, this reality show that they've come up with hard knocks. You see Chad, every time he goes out, just say, hey, I'm open. I'm open. And I want you people to understand this. If Chad could stick his arm out and that defensive back is not where his hands are, then he is open. <laughs> that's what it, that's how open. That's all you get in the NFL is a distance between your hands, the ball and the man that's open. If Chad felt like if the quarterback would have put the ball where my hands were, my hands are good enough that I could catch it. I'm open. He's open. That's what happens in the National Football League. That's when the receiver is open. So T.O., going back to T.O. and him wanting the opportunity to have our acceptance and an incentivized contract where there's more money in incentives, perhaps maybe there is in my salary. But I just want to show you I'll work for it. But I want the chance to work for it. So, listen, guys, either you want him to get a whole lot of money, you know, just in salary, or you want him to no, make him earn it and put it in incentives. But it, it can't be both ways. You get a little bit of both. But it, it, don't bash him because of his contracts that way. So let's go back to now Revis. Because, see, Revis, where I started out at, it, it, there is, here is somebody who outperformed the contract of which you've given him. Now, I know there's a chance that you could give this young man, a, you know, a raise and, and he could get more money this year and next year and he could possibly get hurt. But that's the risk that's involved in football. And you don't negotiate contracts like that. You negotiate contracts the majority of the time based upon performance. And what you do is you give a person what you think he's worthy of. And if you do better than what I think you can do based upon this contract, there's incentives in that contract. But then if he outperforms that, then you need to start over. And that's what this young man has done. What they typically thought he would not be able to do in three years, he did it. And so there's three years that was left on this contract. They didn't think that the money that perhaps he's looking for, he wouldn't be worthy of that money until the four years from now. He's actually worthy of that money now. So now what you got to do is you got to think about, okay, do I want to give him that money now? Well, yes, you do. Yes, you do. And if you really want to help your team, listen, the people can only ask for more money when they're, they can ask for it. But people will only get paid more money when they're deserving. It's not like because he sets out and he, he requires and, and he demands more money that other people are going to do it. Because if you're not good enough to do that, then you're going to find yourself in a very awkward position where you're going to be saying, wait, you were making how many million and you wanted how many million and you, you have what now? Come on. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. So that's why the rest of his teammates are in camp. 
those that have that have a contract at least that might felt that they played okay and, and they maybe they made some incentives, but none of them outperformed their contract. None of them on that team can say they're the very best right now. That when you go across the board, that it comes up that it's a unanimous vote that this man is the best cornerback in the National Football League. He he is the premier, as they want to call them, shut down corners. Right now, he's the prime time of his time at the moment. And so he's, he's, he's got to get paid. And so he's holding out. Now, the only thing about it is the fact that he's got three years on the contract. Now, I, that, to me, that would say that his agent and he has to, you know, take part of the blame that they didn't negotiate a very good contract the first time because, I mean, the contract, you know, and I don't have it in front of me, but, it, you know, if he's got three years left on it, it must have been a five-year contract, you know, maybe a six-year contract, maybe. But nowadays, who's going to – a five- and six-year contract? Yeah, there's a couple of them out there, but if they're that much, you got a lot of money in there. Not that you're going to have to go back and, and ask for more money. And so I'm going to say that they did not do a real good job as we are into this eighth day, the 19th hour, almost the 20th hour of, of him holding out. You know, and each day is costing him a whole lot of money. Now, in the event that they do not renegotiate the contract, he's going to be out of a lot of money. And so uh, what I have to say, I go back to the to the agent and, you know, OK, who's actually making the decision? And the agents are there to it to advise. But ultimately, the agent works for the player. The player has a better pulse of what's going on than anybody else. The player knows what his value is based upon looking around the league. And, you know, if somebody else is making this and I performed at that level and I either come right above them or right below them or two or three notches down, what's the dollar value connected to that? So when you think about how and what makes this young man think he's deserving of the kind of dollars that he's asked for, there's a benchmark that's already been set out there in Oakland. And he and he's and he's looking at that and he's saying that is what I want to make. Just like you got to look at what's happening with Tom Brady right now. And and you got to look at what's happening with Peyton Manning, you know, and Peyton, Ma- you know, Peyton's not too concerned. And Tom Brady's not too concerned because, you know, there are some agents that are out there that are bold enough to negotiate contracts based upon the ability of their play, their player, knowing that their player is the best in the league. If he's in the top three or top two, then you would negotiate a contract that, listen, as long as he is in the top two or the top three, he should be paid just, just as well. So if I am the third best quarterback in the league, then and I've been that way for the past three years, and my agent does a contract, my contract could state, that I will be paid at least the same amount of money as the third best quarterback in the NFL, as the, as the third best running back in the NFL, as the number one or number two cornerback in the NFL. I mean, when you get to incentives, you get very creative in the language and the way you write that. And it will stipulate what you will get paid. You could get an increase in salary every year with the way they're paying the rookies coming out of college. After all, that rookie coming out of college out there in St. Louis, 
you know, he's making a case as to what Peyton Manning and also Tom Brady will be paid. They played last year and they performed last year, but his contract is what played and performed for them to get an increase, and they're going to get a hell of an increase. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to finish living like it matters. I'll be right back after this message. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing forum look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing forum or click on playing to win at you bet.com Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. America Sports. This is Ray Ellis, of course. And uh, I'm having a good time here in Phoenix, as always. And uh, I, uh, let me just take the time to um, pay my respects, as I should, for those members in the fraternity who were inducted into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame this past weekend. And as always, the, the ceremonies were um, very touching, uh, very emotional. 
um, very unique. Each each person's speech was was very unique, and uh, and I, I was I was proud of the class, you know. Um, Jerry Rice, uh, who which uh, I played against, uh, uh, Ricky Jackson, which uh, you know I played against, Russ Grimm, uh, who I played against, um, you know, and uh, you know, and of course, you know, the Buckeye that I did not play against, although Damian Anderson wants to age me and date me. Um, but uh, uh, of course, I did not play against um, Dick LeBeau, and and then also, um, you know, Floyd Little, Denver Broncos. Uh, you know, I can't believe I'm gonna say anything nice about Denver Broncos. Shout out Josh McDaniels, homeboy, Kent McKinley High School. Um, good luck to you. Uh, I say that with a little smirk on my face, um, but. Uh, Floyd Little and just had an, an outstanding speech. Uh, it was very touching to see his son come up and hear the, you know, the, the tragic uh, incident of which I think his son lost his leg on campus. I think when he was in school, I think he was shot, and I, I didn't get all the details, but I, I got some of them. And so I'm sure he was just, you know, happy, joyful, and very thankful that his son was still with him. And able to be with him on that on that great day, and, and gave an outstanding uh, speech, inspirational speech, and uh, of course his family was there, his wife, his daughters, and um, and uh, just just happy for those men. Uh, Russ Grimm, you know, my days playing against Washington Redskins, and of course I think when I was there in Philadelphia, they may have meant they went to one Super Bowl and one, they may have went to two, but uh, uh, Russ Grimm, I'm sorry, and Russ who is out here now in Arizona now. Um, I would say there were some very tough battles when we played against the Washington Redskins. But the Washington, when, when I played in that division again, we called the Black and Blue Division, you know. And and Russ talks about uh, nothing better than you know a man moving a man against his will. And see that that that's football the way it used to be, and and that's you know hitting hard clean, knowing that I'm right in front of you, I'm lining up in front and I'm coming to get you. You know, we got the ball, we're going to run it down your throat. We don't care if you know what play it is. We run the same play every every time, every situation, and until you can stop it. And um, I, I'm going to tell you now, the NFC East, those were good games. You didn't, you didn't go through the division undefeated. You didn't sweep your division. The Cowboys, the Eagles, the Redskins, the Giants, you know, you know, you, if you beat the Giants twice, you, you lost to the Redskins once. If, if you beat the Redskins twice, you lost to the Cowboys once. You know, if you beat the Cowboys once, you know, you beat the Giants twice. You know, it's you don't sweep through the NFC East. And something else I would be. I'd be curious to, to know, you know, you can always find out about how good. You know, and it, it's it's all it's all you know relative to the time. But I feel good when I look back upon my playing days, and and I look at where football is today, and I look at the division of the NFC East, and I look at the amount of you know Hall of Famers that that come through there, and 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 I'm just proud of my teammates because I I don't see my teammates on a lot of highlight films. And so I said that to to, to Kwame Lasseter uh, because I tell Kwame, Kwame, I, man, I'm, I'm happy, bro. I ain't seen you on too many highlight films. And what I mean is that you're being the victim. 
You know, because, listen, if somebody is making it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame to remind the people of their careers, you need to see, you know, what they did that made them worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. And I'm glad I'm not on a lot of those video clips. I'm glad my teammates are not on a lot of those video clips. But I'm glad I played against a lot of those guys because, man, you know, that's something special. It really is something special to to, to when you're in like today's generation of athletes, it is amazing how when the young men become a part of the game, they can come into the veteran locker room and, and where I used to just have to sit back and, and take a deep breath and it's like, wow, is that really psh, Wilbert Montgomery? You know, Wilbert put moves on some people. You know, Wilbert is the kind of cat that can put some moves on you to get you cut. Okay. And so I'm like, wow, that's Wilbert Montgomery. And the wide receiver, that's that's Harold Carmichael. He's six foot eight, and he's playing wide out, you know. And 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 that corner, that's Herman Edwards, you know. And that's Roynell Young. He just got drafted in the first round last year, you know. And so, you know, to come into a locker room and see those players, but today's players is so different because t- today's player, you got to come into a locker room and sit down next to a guy and say, just last night. I was playing with you on PlayStation or Xbox and I was you, you know, that, that, that's something I, I just really, I can't phantom that. And so that, that's gotta be a whole different kind of respect. But see, in my generation, what we were hoping to do is we were hoping that we would get our bubblegum card. You wanted to be a tops. I mean, I couldn't wait to make it to the NFL so I could get a tops card. And I had my own card, and somebody you know, won my autograph, and I and I got a Topps card. I can't. But the first time I got one, I man, I couldn't believe it. And then you know the video games came out, and, and they did. You know, even now they have you know the best of the Browns, and you know they have you know the, the Ohio State team. You know, and, but it's one of those things now where you know where I'm much older than I was when I played. It, it doesn't affect me the way it did now. But I, I'm going to. It's it's probably an ego thing. And you probably have to keep it in control. But I'm really happy for the young men. I was just watching something on the NFL Network the other day, and, and somebody scored, and, and, and somebody came to the sideline and told him, you know, man, I you know, gave him up some dap and was happy for him. He said, plus, you know, I have you on my fantasy team. <laughs> and that is amazing. I mean, that's the reality of things, that, you know, you could be out there, you know, getting your, getting your grind on. Shout out to John Gilmore. John getting his grind on down there in uh, Tampa Bay. And, um you know, he could be getting his grind on, but but at the same time, wow, you know, man, you getting your grind on, but I'm happy or I'm not happy because you uh you scored because you're on my fantasy team. Shout out to Kevin also. Kevin, of course, is with uh, Tom Sheehan, I think it is, Tom Sheehan, worldwide, uh, working with uh, John Gilmore, of course, uh, and helping him with all the stuff he does off the field. John does stuff on the field, off the field. John just getting it done. John's going to have a show on the network here soon, too. But, uh, yeah, I'm talking. John, 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 uh, John, let me check you out, man. I might put you on my fantasy team. They get down the red zone. You probably catch some touchdowns. Man, are you serious? You know I do not have a fantasy team, but I could fantasize about a fantasy team, huh? You know, I could put it together as they talk about it. I'm, I, I know y'all think I'm all over the place, but I'm, I got this thing. As they talk about the greatest 100 players ever, you know, those you got to. Get some good tight ends on your squad ever, you know. I played against some good ones. Ozzie Newsome, Kellen Winslow, you know. Uh, so there's some great ones out there. But let me get back to uh, 
finish talking about what I was. But I, I just had to say that. You know, I, I just had to say that it's just it's amazing how things change so much, but they remain the same. But the technology changes. So now it's not the bubblegum card that you're excited anymore about. It's the fantasy player. And it's now not that you hold the fantasy, the bubblegum card and say, hey, man, I, I had your bubblegum card. It's like I was playing you last night on the game. So. Let's let's move forward. And, and we got a little still there's the Brett Favre controversy that's out there. I just got to say that now, it, man, I thought that it came out last week that Brett said he was going to hang it up and Brett was going to retire. Brett is now reporting that he still has, you know, pain in his I think it's his ankle or his foot and he can't report. As long as he still has pain, that means that the window of opportunity is still open. Brett has not signed that sheet and faxed it in that says that he is retiring. And even if he does, he can rescind it. So we don't really know that Brett is in or out of the game until game day. Game day. And I guess it could even be a situation like this. If we look at a situation in Pittsburgh and Big Ben's going to be out for the first four weeks, why couldn't we phantom the fact that perhaps maybe it may take Brett a few games into the season before he decides to come back? You think they'll take him back? I mean, think about that, really. Uh, now, Tavares Jackson, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm the starting quarterback and I'm, and I'm in my groove and I'm thinking this is my team and Brett Favre comes back. Now, I'm not going to think about I, I would not approach the season thinking about that. I would approach the season to be the best I possibly could be. But if Brett shows up and it's his job, now you know if Brett's a better quarterback than you, then you got to give it up. But if you're in your groove and your team is winning, like I just posed that question to Fish, hey, if the Steelers are winning, yes, it's, it was Ben's job. He didn't really lose his job. But if you, if you got four games under your belt and the chemistry is smooth, okay, you put Ben back in. But do you put Brett back in if he comes and you've got two games, you've played the preseason, you're two games or three games into the season, and Brett Favre shows up? Do you snatch Tavares Jackson or whoever you got in the quarterback and put Brett Favre into that starting lineup? Those are the kind of things, those are decisions that Brad Childress has to make. He has to think about that. You know, there's got to come a point in time where, Okay, Brett, you're going to be welcome to this team, but your role may change. Is that going to be a come in and start? Brett is not coming back to sit on a bench. Brett, you know, he can if he wants to sit on a bench, he could watch the game from a very comfortable bench at home. Brett ain't sitting on no bench. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll be right back after this break for our final segment. I ain't got no money. I ain't got no car to take you on a date. I can't even buy you flowers. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion. 
but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. In my stones, let it rain. I hide your plane in the bank. Coming down at the Dow Jones. When the clouds come, we go. We rock a front. All right, we're back. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to finish Living Like It Matters and uh, just want to go over this last segment. Quite a few things out there in the NFL happening. You know, we already talked about, uh, you know, the fact that the the Jets and Revis are, are having. Their problems, and of course, uh, I, I think they're. From what I've heard, what I've you know read, you know, it seems like they're they're a long ways apart. You know, it, it, it the deal may get done, but then again, it may not get done. But uh, one thing that I do not say, and I'll go on the record saying this: I think the young man is smart enough to, that he's not going to sit out the entire NFL season. So let's just say that. Um, I think uh, Percy Harvin's dealing with some headaches, some migraines. I've dealt with those. Um, you know, I had cluster headaches, uh, painful, painful, suicidal kind of headaches. And uh, I, I just hope and pray he's okay. There's, there's nothing like, you know, those extreme painful headaches. Uh, understand that Beanie Wells got banged up a little bit. Um, he's got some rib injuries of which uh, perhaps maybe could, uh, you know, affect his his, his training camp, day-to-day situation, I don't think he's returned back to the field yet. Um, Beanie, we need to get you healthy. We need to get you healthy, get you in that lineup. The running game is going to be yours. The Cardinals, it's going to be a dual threat, you know, but, uh, you know, you need to take ownership to that. That needs to be yours. The 49ers, man, the 49ers, the 49ers, I, I, you know, there's too many people saying that the 49ers are going to be good, so I don't think they're going to be able to sneak up on anybody because everybody's going to say, why in the world were you not ready for the 49ers? 
I mean, the, the coach is mad. He's out of his mind. He hates losing. How could you possibly not be ready when you're playing the 49ers? So the 49ers may be the surprise of the NFL in terms of how many games they win. But the 49ers are not going to surprise anybody because, as a mere fact, everybody knows that Mike is mad. So, you know, they just – you just need to be ready when you – now um, – I think when you look at some other things that are happening in the league, now I, I like to know what's going on with Cushing, I, you know, down there in Texas. Now, the linebacker came in. The young man it was supposedly trying to blame overtraining for some positive drug tests. Now, I, 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 I haven't even read the whole story. I haven't gone into it. But that's kind of bizarre for me. I mean, I, I, I really – I don't even want to stop and think about that. You know, how you – Okay. Somebody else, that's the USC education out there. Explain that one in another language or something because I'm not getting that one. Uh, it looks like, uh, you know, out there in Green Bay, it looks like Matthews is out for a couple of weeks with a hamstring injury. That, of course, is um, Clay Matthews' son. And certainly helped, hate to see that because uh, that young man, you know, brings a lot of energy to the game. Steve Smith continues to, to rehabilitate his injury, and, and I think somebody's stepping up. Uh, but I don't think Steve has too much to worry about. Steve doesn't want to be the man anymore. He's just, he wants to be maybe the second receiver. Uh, but you cannot step on the field and not account for Steve Smith. So I don't care, you know, if he, he can maybe perhaps maybe think he's going to be, uh, you know, the second primary target, but uh, he's going to be first on everybody's list. Anxious to see what happens with, uh, of course, uh, Vince Young. You know, um, you know, Vince has some off-the-season problems, but, you know, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things. And I, I think next week I will come up with my, you know, do or not die, but do or get out list. I, I got to come up with either do or to get out the way and let somebody else, you know, get it done. Uh, because it's just that time, I'll tell you who's at the top of my do it or, or, you know, get out the way. Because you're done because somebody else is at the top of my list. I'm not going to tell you who's in between or who's at the bottom. But at the top of my list, and it's probably at the top of everybody else's list out there, Matt Liner. I mean, that's a no-brainer. If you've been watching the NFL for the past four years, there's no doubt in your mind that the number one man who either has to, as they say, shit or get off the pot is, is Matt Liner. Come on, man. First round draft pick. You know, it's it's time. I really think that it'll be sooner than later that he'll be off the pot because I think Derek, I think that's going to be Derek's job. I really do. Uh, so we're, we're going to find out. But that's so now, you know, all the mystique is taken out. I, I didn't do the decision thing. I didn't wait to tell you about all the other things that I got going on and my foundation and all that type of stuff. And, you know, I didn't do the LeBron thing. I'll let you know right now at the top of that list. Is shit or get off the pot, Matt Liner. So, so what we'll probably do instead of going from you know the bottom up, you know from from ten to one, we'll probably go from one to ten <laughs> because we already gave you that first one at the top of this. Uh, you know, I think coaches wise too, man. You know, and uh, shout out to Sean Salisbury because uh, I talked to Sean a few weeks ago and Sean was telling us about some coaches he thought that was on the hot seat. And by the way, Sean will be joining us here on Voice America Sports. Uh, Sean will be joining us. I believe his show is going to come on next Tuesday. And I believe that may be about 8 o'clock Pacific time. He'll be just before Kwame Lasseter Sports. 
And Sean will hand it off to Kwame Lasseter next week. So also shout out Gil Tyree, award-winning Gil Tyree. That's right, the Gil Tyree who was, of course, here in the Valley for a long time as a uh, you know sports reporter here. I uh, did a lot of the stuff with the Arizona Cardinals. It's been down in Atlanta. Gil Tyree also will be joining us um, here on Voice America Sports in the very near future. Of course, we picked up a couple other guys, uh, Kenan Howery and Jerris McIntyre. So I just thought I'd throw that in there real fast. But when Sean and I were talking about coaches on the hot seat, Sean, I'm going to put a man on the hot seat just because of what he did when he was in college. And now he's back to pros. And that's Pete Carroll. I'm going to put him just on the hot seat. Just because, you know, we need to hold him accountable uh, for some of the things that he's, some of the effect he's had on some young man's life. Very positive effect in terms of the production. But, you, listen, you, you can't tell me that when you are a head coach and you go into the house, to the homes of these young men, you know what their predicaments happen to be in terms of the, the financial wealth and well-being of their families. So you know what they have and what they don't have. And all of a sudden, when they came to college, all they came there to do was get an education, not to get money. They didn't come there to get paid. So if all of a sudden they get blinged out, and all of a sudden, you know, their ride gets pimped out, you know, something ain't right, Pete. Don't turn a blind eye. Hell, back in 1979, you were looking at my my little car. You know, so you investigate things. Come on, don't... Don't tell us that. You know, you wish you knew what you didn't. Uh, come on. All right. So coaches, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, pick my coaches and my list. So you already know who's at the top of my list there, too. So I'm not going to go from the bottom up. I'm going to go number one. So we got two Southern Cal people there. We got Pete Carroll and we got Matt Liner, both at the top of my list there. But th- there's some stuff going on in Chicago, too. Dez, shout out, Dez. I know you you, you grinding, too. I guess the tight ends just be on their grind, but but Dez is on his grind too. But you know, Dez, you got a quarterback up there, man. I think I, I think you guys have done some things to strengthen that team, but I think you know the expectations of him is to deliver. And so uh, you know, Jay Cutler, we, I think Jay is going to have to deliver because a lot of people are looking at him. You know, Kevin Cobb, just because of the simple fact that you replaced Donovan McNabb puts you in the hot seat too. So you're probably going to be on my list. I may deviate and may not even talk about this next week, but I'm but just know at least today I'm thinking about that's what I'm going to talk about next week. You know, um, Albert Hainsworth, you know, I, you know, I'd be curious. Now, those of you who've done this, you know, I'm not sure Albert passed the test. I didn't have the clock in my hand, but I think just because of the whole media thing that they let him pass the test. That the clock, he could have missed it by a couple seconds or tenths of a second. But just because the whole media circus, they wanted to die down, they said he passed the test. Well, when that music plays, that means I have passed the test of time for my show. And my show, of course, is Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Anticipation for precipitation, stack chips with a rainy day. Jay, Jay, Rain Man is back with little Miss Sunshine. Rihanna, where you at? You have my heart, and we'll never be Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.